Hey guys, and welcome back to the Abnormal and Paranormal Podcast, episode 49. Welcome back. I'm Joe. And I'm Michael. <laughs> Just that no, the way around. Just that, no. Start again. <laughs> no. It's... We're back with a bang, guys. This is Michael and I'm Joe. Welcome back. <laughs> the, the room's throwing me a little bit. He's got all the lights off and he's got some green lasers shooting around the room. I'm <laughs> not too sure what mood it's he's trying to accomplish. Don't is you it? think it's cool? It's not stars. Well, not stars, but it's meant to like be a night... Look at the like the gases behind me on the wall. It's meant to be like, like, the night sky, like the Milky Way and all that lot. If you lot can see what I'm looking at, <laughs> I'm not too sure you'll associate this with space or sky. I think it's really cool. I thought you'd like it. No, I don't dislike it. We're live and kicking from my new my new gaff. Yes, yes. We're recording this for Michael's new place. It's lovely. Yeah, so if you hear any... New noises. I'm near a road. You might hear it the old car. I also have a very popular neighbour who has people coming and going at all times. So and a cat and a cat that's going scats over this green. I say stars. These green dots going around the room. The cat's going mental. So. Your cat blends quite nicely in with. You've got like a cream colour cat and a cream colour carpet. And the cow stops doing exactly this, scratching the carpet. Get off. I used to have wooden floors, didn't I? Yeah. And now I've got carpets. So the cat sees the entire room as a scratch post, which. Absolutely loving life. Is Give it cat. six months. What's your cat's be... name again? That one's Milo. Milo. Oh my God. Stop it. And that one's Max. Yeah, Max has been good. Max, well, normally he's a naughty one, but yeah, that's, that's us. Say your new noises. That'd be why. It's still chasing around those bloody. Can <laughs> no, you, you can then probably hear something off. jumping about. Do you know what, guys? I'm going to turn this off because this is going to drive me mad for the next 60 <laughs> what, minutes. What are you do? I'm going to turn that laser thing off. No, leave it on. But the cats are going to be going crazy. All right, we'll leave it on. Leave it on. All right. Right, right before we get into the show, guys, <laughs> you can get in touch with us via Instagram at Abnormal and Paranormal Podcast, TikTok at Abnormal and Paranormal Pod, and via email at Abnormal and Paranormal Podcast at Outlook.com. Joe, yes, any yes. updates from you? Yes, there are. You tease me. With... So we've got two, I say new reviews. One was from the 6th of March, one, one was from the 3rd of February. But the one on the third on the third of February was from Audible, which is I don't really I don't think we get emails when people give reviews on Audible. Look, I don't know what we get an email every I think it's every fortnight with updates of stats and figures and reviews. I don't know where it really comes from. I signed up to something ages ago. Yeah, and it comes from somewhere, but it doesn't give me it doesn't give me any new reviews in ages. And you found two today, so I'm guessing I've probably missed a ton. Well, I haven't. Sorry, I'll read them out to you. Okay, I'll do it in a news format. Bong! <laughs> On the 3rd of February 2023, Amanda left a five star review for the Abnormal and Paranormal podcast. Well done, Amanda. The heading is Good Down to Earth Paranormal Podcast. And she goes on to say, I've just started listening to these podcasts, so currently only up to May 2022, but I'm enjoying them. I wanted to just hear stories of the paranormal without the exaggeration that goes with it. These podcasts often make me laugh and just feel like I'm eavesdropping on a conversation. Worth a listen if you enjoy hearing about strange experiences oh. and being able to make up your own mind rather than being told what to think. Amanda, you are absolutely right. We are fantastic and funny. And it's just like having you in the room with us. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever part of the world you're from. Thanks, Amanda. That's Appreciate nice. the kind it's nice, words. It? Yeah, it's nice to hear some positive feedback. I like it. It spurs <clears> you on, doesn't it? It's nice. There's another one. Bong. On the 6th of March, 2023, I'm going to mispronounce this name, but I'll go for it. Lorsaka. Okay. L-A-W-S-A-A-K-A. Lorsaka? Lorsaka? Apologies, Lorsaka, if I pronounced your name incorrectly. Another five-star review. Good work. The title is Interesting and Entertaining. She says, or he says. Shouldn't it say? They say. They say. Could be they. Just discovered this podcast today. Come on, catch up. And I'm now on episode five. Love the mixture, spooky stories, but also the sceptic input and laughs. Keep up the good work. A nice little smiley face emoji there. Oh, again, thank you very much for the kind words, Lasaka. That's very nice of you. It's take nice, time out of your busy day. We don't know how busy they are. Well, same in the man. You just found us. They so might not be busy. Be, maybe not. Busy doing could what? Be, they weren't listening could to this. Be a Beverly Hills housewife, for all we know. Who knows? Well, These cats are driving me mad. Stop. My last good. place, guys, is much bigger. So I used to shut them out of this room. We used to go into a separate room. And now we're all thrown into the mix together. So 
they're very much a part of the team. I will take this time actually to apologise for not being here for a couple of weeks. There's some personal issues going on, which I won't bore you all with. Oh, yeah. But we're back in amongst it all, and I've got a cracking episode for you today. I think this must be the one you teased me with literally last time you've recorded something. Yeah. Yeah, We haven't haven't recorded a thing for like, what, three weeks? It's been a long time. Mm. And so much has gone on in that three weeks as well. Yep. We can't talk about on air. It's a little teaser. Maybe we should do like a... A, a, like an extra podcast I have to pay for this is the unseen bit after dark yeah uh, yeah <laughs> like the unseen footage the raw uncut truth nobody wants to see that <laughs> we couldn't give that away if one <laughs> fucking charge people for it <laughs> nobody wants to see our, un, un, our uncut raw truth <laughs> so have you, headed, have you headed or headlined or titled today's episode bong there's going to be a lot of bongs today. The Devil Made Me Do It. That's a film, right? The Devil Made Me Do It. <laughs> is it you're absolutely right. It is a film, The Conjuring. One of the, yeah. the 17,000 Conjuring films. Love them films, though. Have you seen The Devil Made Me Do It? Yes. You told me you didn't when I lost boat here. Well, because you told me about it, I forgot. And then you explained the premise of what happened. And I was like, oh, I do remember uh, it. But... Forget it. Can I just tell I, you know, how bad I'm remembering literally anything. I saw watch films. This is true, yeah. On like a three year loop, as if it was a brand new film to me. <laughs> yeah. So I just forget everything that happens completely. So I've got no idea what happened apart from, I'm guessing, something to do with a devil and someone did something. Oh, well, that's a spoiler, isn't it? <laughs> Other than that, I'm up to my eyeballs and knowing nothing. You're absolutely right. On February 16th, 1981. Arnie Cheney Johnson fatally stabbed his landlord, Alan Bono, and then said, the devil made him do it. Doom, oh, it's a true doom, story. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's all true. I don't know if it's a true story. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all true, this one. Is it well, like, what year was it in? February 16th? 1981. So not, oh, not, not, not too long ago. ago. No. We're 33-odd, so... Well, I was born in 89. Thought we... Odd years ago. <laughs> 43 no I don't know 41 40, uh, about 41 years ago it shouldn't be as difficult should it it's not too long ago so do you want to know where it started love to well I'll tell you the story starts in July 1980 when an 11 year old David Glatzel was helping Johnson i.e. Arnie Johnson clean up a Connecticut rental property he was prepping to move in so essentially at this point Arnie Johnson and his partner, who happened to be David's sister, was moving into a new place. And David, the young lad, was helping them do a bit of t- tidying away, a bit of cleaning, that sort of stuff. It'd be like having, yeah, like an 11 year old brother in law, mm-hmm. even command helping you out move. Yep. That's the sort of situation it all started in. So while at this news place, while at this news place, the new place, the 11 year old David claimed to have come across an in inverted commas, a burnt and black looking old man. They apparently pushed him onto a waterbed, saying he would bring them harp if they moved into the house. Mm. Initially, people thought he was saying the sort of stuff to try and get out of doing chores. Like he's level, he's probably sick to death of lumping stuff about, cleaning yeah. tidies. He's probably saying, oh, I'm freaked out, there's no man pushed onto a waterbed. Uh-huh. Don't know, that sort of stuff. But apparently, when David went back to his own house, bear in mind he's only 11, yeah. he continued to see the old man. He described him as having a white beard, wearing jeans, and a flannel shirt. 11-year-old David claimed that the man's skin was charred as if he'd been burnt too. It's not properly oh. burnt, just a little bit a little bit charred around the edges. Okay. Young boy experienced night terrors and woke up with bruises and scratches on his body. He'd wake up screaming, telling his parents he'd seen the sunken features of the old man, like an animal with horns, pointy, ear, pointy ears and jagged teeth. Oh. That's the sort of picture that he painted this old man that he only started seeing when he started helping David... Um, Sorry, Arn Johnson, move house. With pointy ears, jagged teeth. Yeah. Less of a man, more of a... Like a demon, I imagine. Yeah. Some sort of demon entity. That's horrible. So, essentially, so skip skip forward a little bit when the murder happened. It says, at first, the 1981 murder of Alan Bono, who was the landlord of the house they moved into, mm-hmm. appeared to be an openly shot case in Brookfield, Connecticut. To the police, it was clear, apparently, that the 40-year-old landlord had been killed by his tenant, Arnie Johnson, during a violent argument. 
but after his arrest, Johnson made a claim saying that the devil made him do it. It went on saying that aided by two paranormal investigators, Ed and Lorraine Warren, mm-hmm. who feature in quite a lot of these Conjuring films. And did we do an episode in them? Um, they featured in another one about an exorcist, didn't they? They're well involved. Right. Any sort of big exorcist case, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. in America, odds are these two are going to be part of it somewhere down the line. Okay. So they helped him out with the court case as well. They give evidence. They attended court with him and did statements and as expert witnesses, again, in inverted commas. Mm-hmm. Um, the 19-year-old attorney's present. Um, so his solicitor, his attorney, also claimed sort of innocence by demonic possession. And this was the first case in America where somebody said they weren't guilty by way of demonic possession. Okay. And the solicitor said, or the attorney in America said something like, the courts have spent hundreds of years believing in God. It's about time they start believing in the devil. That's very true. Which kind of makes sense. counter argument. Which kind of makes sense. Because if you go to court, I've been to court before, I don't know whether you have or not, but you swear, you can either swear on the Bible or phone, can't you? So if you swear on the Bible, you're essentially saying, I believe in God, there is a God, and I s- swear to God, I'm going to tell you the truth. What else can you swear on? Bible yeah. or what? You, you either swear or affirm, don't you? Oh, I don't know. So you either swear on the Bible or you affirm and you just repeat words that they right. say to you. Okay. Which is like a promise to tell the truth sort of thing. Okay. But either, she's got, sort of got a good point. So if they're sort of saying at this point that God's real because you swear to tell the truth on behalf of God. Mm-hmm. On the flip side of that, if you believe that, why should they poo-poo the idea that there is a demon and... Well, it's kind of two sides of the same coin, isn't it? So yeah, you can't have one without the other, essentially. Exactly that. So... This went on, and it says, I just said, I mean, it was the first time in history, it's not just in America, in history, that defence like this one was used in an American courtroom. Um, And this obviously led on to the film, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. So, what actually happened then? So, on February 16th, like I said, Arnie Johnson established landlord, committing the first murder ever recorded in 193-year history of Brookfield. So, the first murder ever. And before we did this... Yeah, this this Arnie Johnson, 19 years old, he had no criminal record. He was a nice, normal young lad. He worked as a tree surgeon. Mm-hmm. Just your, your bog basic, nice lad with a missus, job. Do you know what I mean? There's yep. nothing wrong with him whatsoever. Well, as it says here, before the murder, Johnson was bald accounts, regular teenager with no criminal record. But the strange occurrences that ended in the murder allegedly began months earlier. So, he's saying... That when the young lad, when the young David was tidying up, he got somewhat possessed. Mm-hmm. The young David lad, and he's again his name is David Glatzel. So in the summer of 1980, Debbie's brother David claimed that he'd been repeatedly encountered an old man who had taunted him. So he started off at the house with a waterbed, and it continued on for about a year after that. Like I said, initially Johnson and so. Arnie Johnson and his missus thought that he was just trying to get out of doing chores and dismissed yeah. the story entirely. Nonetheless, it can dis- these encounters and the entity began to grow and become more frequent and more violent. So at that point, the family were a bit stuffed at what to do. They got this 11-year-old kid that initially thought was lying to get out of chores, but now was getting scratches, being thrown about the bedroom, things being knocked over. They thought, fuck me, something's gone wrong. So mm-hmm. that's when they called up at that point, Ed and Lorraine Warren. So the family also said they heard unexplained noises coming from the attic, which is pretty common, isn't it, with these sort of horror films? Yeah. You know, you hear moving about. I can't remember a paranormal activity film or the Conjuring film where they haven't heard something in the attic at some point. <laughs> so at this point, they came down, Ed and Rain tail out. Ed Warren said he heard banging and growling sounds coming from their basement. Hmm. I'm more sceptical with these two. So they've built a whole career, haven't they? Yeah, the on sort of saying that these things are true and that ghosts and demons do exist. And I don't how much that has he heard or has he said that he's heard? I don't I think there's definitely elements of truth to what they've experienced or seen. Had they embellished some things to try and monetize it into a career, maybe, but then why would you not? Like if you had something which had some sort of notoriety around and you had a chance to go and work in a call centre on minimum wage, or you could kind of cash in on what your natural gift is and sort of like sell your story and sell books and f- scripts of films and make millions. Mm-hmm. I don't think millions or not, but they made a lot of money, I'm sure. I imagine millions with all the films. Are they still alive? No. 
They died recently. What did they? They died apart. Obviously, years apart. But I think Lorraine died recently. But um, not the right thing to do to cash in this kind of thing because it's kind of playing on people's emotions and people's like, fears almost. But like, I could understand why they would do it. I don't think they were telling lies the entire time or any of the time. They might believe. They also just they also just like disprove loads of things like. Oh, it hasn't isn't haunted. In one of the films, there's a bit where they go up to the loft and say, "Oh, it's not haunted. It's just a pipe banging because of the breeze from this cracked oh, tile." Yeah, yeah. So they do disprove lots of things as well. They don't believe every single case is demonic and it's oh, you're going to die and don't 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 they didn't put that out there. Yeah, I suppose they did have their and his and their moral compasses were a bit skewed. Like obviously, like Ed's was dating that young, essentially a kid, a young girl, was he? We had an affair with some. He moved this girl into their house and she was like a teenager or something. How do you know about this? Because everyone knows that. What, Ed Warren had an affair with a kid? I don't, know, I don't want to say she's a child in case we get fucking sued, but I think she was, she was young, younger. Okay, so not underage, but younger than he was. I can't remember. I, I, I need to look at it. If I was doing I would have looked into it more, but like essentially, it was. He has an affair with a young girl and then moved her into their house and Lorraine was aware of it. So their moral compasses were a bit. Off center, okay. But were they able to contact and do the things they said they did? Probably, I think so. Fair enough. Things start from something. It might have snowballed for him, and then before they knew it, it's out of kind of out of control, and they had this sort of like media circus around them, and everything was sort of heightened by the press or whatever. Because you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. You yeah, said, yeah. They excel. We heard a ghost, and then the press turned into a whole. I was a poltergeist, and we saw him, and they possessed my wife. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, it becomes bigger than you are. Okay, I'll get that. Eventually. Right. Um, they had in this case there's quite a lot of things that they sort of saw and heard I said he also saw a rocking chair move on its own which again it could not be more common in a horror film can it you guaranteed a bloody noise in the attic and a rocking ho- and a rocking yeah. chair aren't you and a shadow somewhere moving rapidly across the doorway and I'm fairly confident there'd be a horse in a minute that rocks a wooden horse <laughs> that rocks as well <laughs> um, speaking to paranormal research Tony Spira, Ed claimed, this was an interview he did afterwards, years later, yeah. Ed claimed that David's toy dinosaur, oh, she's ridiculous. Come on. Nah, we'll leave it there, I think. <laughs> What's this say? Let's leave it. Tell me the, tell no, me the let's truth. let's do the come business, let's leave it till next week. <laughs> I forgot about this, but. Oh man, come on, I don't know. Well, it's ridiculous, you can probably imagine what it's saying, that bloody Smurf thing I talked about the other week. Ed claimed David's toy dinosaur also walks on its own toward the family. Right, but this is in context of other things he's seen and experiencing. So why would you not move a toy dinosaur on the floor as opposed to a rocket chair in the corner? It's just an object to be used. Did the toy dinosaur, did the plastic bend or whatever it was made of to walk? Did it just no. levitate across the floor? I guess or? it just moved along the floor. Right, no, it didn't. Okay. He also said a deep voice spoke to them saying, Beware, you're all going to die. No. That's apparently what I said. Okay. Lorraine, this is convenient that nobody else saw this next bit either. Lorraine also claimed <laughs> she saw a black mist appear next to David while her husband interviewed him. In quite a lot of these conjuring films where they're both depicted, I forget the actor and actor or the actor's names to do it. Patrick Wilson and something Vera something. They the Vera one always seems to sort of see See, she always sees the demon behind the person, didn't she? Or she sees a mist behind the person, mm-hmm. which is weird. Because why would she see it, but not David, who's also apparently a or Ed? Sorry, he's also he's a, not. What's he then? Just a believer. He was, had all the sciencey gear. He wasn't a, necessarily a believer. What was that? I don't know. But she um, say like it was you and I talking, and you was the one being haunted, and I was her. Mm-hmm. You're in my fourth ground. There's no space between you and I have a saint to appear between us, really. So, of course, saint is going to appear behind that person. Or in, like, the peripheral view. They're not going to be able to see it necessarily. And Ed couldn't see anything. He wasn't like a, he wasn't gifted in that sense. Okay. I don't think. He might be in tune with it, but he wasn't able to see things or, like, interpret stuff, which is why she always did it. He was more just of a believer and had, like, the gear and the setup and would help her and assist her. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so he's, and also he seemed to have like sort of safety blanket as well. But when things go a bit too far with her, he seemed to step in and get her back. Render in, yeah. Which is fair enough. Helps okay, I can sort of send me gun board about them. Um, hang on, I've lost my bit on here now. Oh, I'll just say as well, I'm very 
impressed that Max the cat is literally sanctioned because he never goes near anybody. Not this quick. Oh, yeah. Cute the cats are one sat under Joe's chair and one is sat next oh, to really? him on what is essentially a, a footstool. Is that a so, cat or is that a hook? That's a cat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see a bit of a <laughs> bit of white fluff. <laughs> oh, very cute. I prefer cats to dogs, to be fair. Really? Not a big dog person. I'm more of a dog person, but I haven't got the no. time for a dog. These two are much easier to look after. Dogs are far from... too bloody needy. Yeah, but I love that about them. I love, I love neediness. Who believe in ghosts, though? So if there was a ghost here, a dog would be going ape shit. Whereas a cat couldn't give a shit. But we had this chat before, remember, and I said both cats will look at oh, um, yeah. Phil's saying, and both cats will look around, and both cats are looking at the same point as I am. Yeah, they the same spot. meowing or screaming, are they, though? The cats don't, don't give a shit about anything. They're like, meh. Cats don't give a fuck. Best way to be in life, I think. Yep. So carry on. So, like I said, Lorraine also claims she saw a black mist appear next to David while her husband interviewed him. While Ed, she said, while Ed interviewed the boy, I saw a black misty form next to him. Excuse me. <coughs> which told me we were dealing with something of a negative nature. Mm-hmm. Soon, the child was complaining that invisible hands were choking him and there were red marks on him. He said that he had the feeling of being hit, she told People magazine. Not, People the, most magazine. Reli- not the most reliable of sources, I shouldn't have thought. <laughs> um, David's mother, Judy, so this is the 11-year-old. So David, the 11-year-old's mother, Judy, had previously claimed it was a ghost, but the Warrens rejected this idea, saying it was an indicator of a demon. Which sort of links back, I suppose, to be fair to him, about the description that he gave. Because mm-hmm. if, if I did believe in ghosts forever... Because I'm not sure, but if I did, if I was to see a ghost, I wouldn't expect to see, like I said, the horns on the head, the jagged teeth, the old man, the child. I'd expect to see somebody no. in, its, in a normal form, in a normal, it's a little yeah. bit transparent, walking through walls. I wouldn't expect to see something that looks like the devil. No, I think, yeah, it's definitely it's not a ghost, is it? It's definitely since it's got sharpened teeth and pointy ears and charred features, like almost black, blackened features. Like, that's not a ghost, that's demonic for sure. Yeah, and I, I suppose the idea of a ghost would be somebody that or something that was alive at some point on the earth, but then now isn't. Whereas yeah. something that looks like that wasn't. A variety, so that's yes. going to come through whatever land or plane that. I wonder what the house was built on for it to come through. What the land or what the house used to be, or what the land the house is on was. To what come through? Well, this house where this all happened. What, what was that land used for? What, what was the house before they moved in? Was it some sort of. Was it like a. What was the land used for? Was it like a old burial ground? Was it something else? Like, what was it that what made? Because well, obviously, this thing, this thing is coming through in that house on that specific spot. In most places, it's because of oh, the land it's yeah. on is haunted or got some, some sort of ritual when it was witchcraft 100 years ago or. Whatever it is. Like, yeah, don't forget, in this case, this isn't true, though, is it? Because the Lemnod is clearly lying because he's got some problems. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what it was, built, what it was built on because it but didn't. The question earlier, why they just pled the, argue, the argument they made, which is valid, like if you're going to argue about God, you can argue it's a devil. Mm-hmm. Why not just plead insanity? Like, why make it harder for yourself? It almost, they must really believe this to be true because if, it, if they were after an easy like, cop out, They'd be like, oh yeah, plead insanity and just pretend you're hearing voices and get off and go to a psych ward for a couple of years and be scot-free. They wouldn't go through trying to set a precedent and passing a the first ever argument to get someone off a murder charge by by a devil making him do it. They would just plead insanity, right? Which has been tried and tested so many times. But imagine in order to plead insanity, you must have you must have, must have some sort of previous. I don't think you do. You can't just kill someone and say oh, I was insane. I don't think it's a straight... Well, certainly you can't just kill somebody and say the devil made me do it. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's clear cut as that. You've got to have, like, experts look at you and... You've got, I don't think... No one would know something's happened before. You might have not have ever been caught or might have been hearing voices for a long time, been, you know, mentally ill for years. No one's really... This thing happens. It's not really logged or recorded anywhere. And when something does happen, that's the point where it becomes an issue and it gets looked at and you go to court. Do you know what I mean? It's just been undetectable that time or it's never been flagged up because you've never done anything bad enough to be caught, to be questioned about do you know what I mean yeah I suppose maybe so you could hear voices for the next five years and it would just be in your head and you might hear things telling you to do stuff you never act on it and suddenly you do act on it You and then you become obviously it just seems like quite literally such an easy get out of jail free card I don't, well, I don't know how you I, I think voices. it's hard to prove but like it's even harder to prove that a devil made you do it and you're meant to be sane so really if they're I've, 
there must be some sort of truth to what they're saying. They must have something in their arsenal to think, oh, it's actually this is the case. And we're going to, we're so convinced this is true. We're going to go down this route and try and break a record of the first person to ever get off a murder charge by saying this. So I, I, I think the opposite is surprise, surprise. I think <laughs> Of course that, you do. No, I think that, especially in America, where I suppose more people believe in ghosts and God and that sort of stuff in America, mm-hmm. I would have thought it would be easier to convince a jury and a judge that you were possessed, especially if you've got Ed and Lorraine Warren there. Everyone So I would have thought that was the best way to put it. I would have thought never been done best. before. Never ever been done. But has it not been done though? Just because no one's thought of doing it before. But also, say you was on a murder charge, say you killed somebody, mm-hmm. and I'm your lawyer, I'm saying to you, right, this has never been done. No one's ever got off this port in the history of like humankind. No one's ever done it. But I'm going to say, you had a devil saying you made, made you do it. We're not going to plead insanity. We're going to say, right, the devil made you do it. And that's our argument. And you'd be like, you fucking nut. Yeah, but like, he wasn't very believable, was he, though, to be fair? No, but do you mean, what have I got to, what has got to have happened that case? That person to think that's the best option. Like, I, I just think there must be something in it. Because otherwise you go down a different route, surely. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, so, like I said, so he said he was being, so she saw the mist. The little 11 year old David said he felt like he'd been choked by visible hands, that sort of stuff. Yep. Yeah, red marks and so forth and so forth. She told people that she could see red marks afterwards and she heard him growl and hiss. I think we talked about this before with people that are saying they're possessed and that they make queer noises, jump around the bed, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that could be a sign of perhaps some sort of learning difficulty, maybe, or autism on the autistic spectrum. So, is he, so well, yeah, is he autistic on the spectrum somewhere or has actually been possessed? There's definitely people that have mental health issues where they do strange things and they will obviously hear voices and say, oh, so-and-so, so to do so-and-so, whatever. But like when you take it, when it becomes things that are separate from that person, so things are moving around them or somebody's hearing voices that aren't coming from that person, then it takes it into a different ballpark for me. Like it's not just someone's got mental health issues because it's then there's stuff happening around them. I remember that, what was that pl- done when we done it? I think it was in London somewhere. There was another horror film as well, wasn't it? Oh, and, with the two um, girls. Yeah, what's the shit? What's it called? Not Ealing. Enfield. Enfield. The Enfield Haunting. Them two young girls were doing the ventriloquism, weren't they? Well, they were. <coughs> so they were making. Well, were they? Was proof that they were? I never said they were. I just, just think they were. I suppose on this one, Lorraine goes on to say something. Something that perhaps gives it a bit more credence and credibility. Okay. So apparently, Lorraine also said that this David lad spoke in an unrecognisable voice and that he recited passages of the Bible as well as Paradise Lost. Now, have you heard of Paradise Lost before? No. Apparently, this is a poem that if you're possessed or demons, you can't... Um, you have trouble... What was it? <coughs> Apparently, this is proof that they thought that he was possessed. Okay. So, Paradise Lost, for those that don't know, isn't, apparently according to the website I looked at, it's an epic poem... It's, featured, it's covering 12 books, totally more than 10,500 lines, written in blank verse, telling the biblic, the biblical, 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 asset, biblical, 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 telling the biblical tale of the fallen mankind. Right. So, essentially, you know, when Adam and Eve attempted by Satan to eat the forbidden fruit, the apple, wasn't it? Uh-huh. From the tree of knowledge, that sort of stuff. And then he banished them for the Garden of Eden forever. So this David acted weird. And then he started reciting that, which is weird to be fair, isn't it? Yeah. Debbie, who, and his David's mum, also claimed he spit, bit, kicked and swore at her. And he flopped around head to toe like a rag doll. Could be having a fit, couldn't he, though? This is the thing. How much is he flipping and flopping about? Yeah. I mean, it's very, it's, this is always a problem, right? It's, it's always someone sceptical who's going to sell his mental health issues or he's got like epilepsy or whatever. He's having a seizure. Yeah. Which could have been. But then equally, it could not be. Like, not everything's explainable by science. And like I said, there's other things they've said that have happened. And you're taking the fact that they're saying he's flopping around and shouting being a mental health issue, but you're, not, you're ignoring the fact that they've also said that things have been seen and heard and been moving. So you've got, if you ex- take one bit of it, You've got to accept the whole lot of it. And does all, lot, does all of that fit into that one pigeonhole saying, oh, we'll work on our health? Probably not. 
Because there's other things that happen detaching this boy. Yeah, but I can assume the other things aren't true. Well, you could, but I feel like you've got to just accept it. No, no, you accept it one thing, you're right. You can't, I can't say can't pick and he was having a fit fits you and he didn't, yeah, you're right. He didn't see the person with horns and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So just to take the rest of this then, I'll assume that everything he's saying is true. I think that's best. Okay. <laughs> and in all fact, the problem with this is, it might be. This 11-year-old might have seen something with mm-hmm. horns and jagged teeth. He might have flopped about. He might have kicked and sworn and hit out. He might have spoken a bit from this lost poem, whatever it was, Paradise Lost. He might have done all these things. But just because he's done that, is that proof that he's been possessed? Or is that no. just, this is what I'm saying. So they're all no. saying this proof has been possessed. Even if I take all that as, as gospel. There was bits about stuff being moved and stuff, which is otherworldly and more spiritual. Like, it's like, if they well, just take the bits, fair, yeah. you can't yeah. just take the bits that are scientifically explainable as mental health or a health condition. Yeah. And ignore the rest of it. I suppose like the dinosaur moving and the rocking chair and that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you've got to take yeah. it all into account. That kind of yeah. elevates to a different point. And obviously, like, people do have mental health issues, but also there's probably some sort of truth in this because in fact the Vatican's got a whole thing set up about exorcisms and it's a whole like, department, essentially. I mean, like, the fact that that exists and people are going around the world doing these things, I mean, obviously not all of them are true and probably 95% of them are bullshit, but, like, as you say, a few of them aren't real. I think this exists and they know so much stuff. The amount of knowledge in that, in like the Vatican, for example, like I was there in February and I was like, I learned so much stuff about it. It was fascinating. The amount of stuff they know, the amount of things that are kept secret and guarded, like it just blows your mind. And it's like these divisions essentially exist within that religion or organization, whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah. It's actually something in it. But anyway, carry on. Yeah, what though? Well, that's the thing. No one knows. No one can, and everyone has got an argument to sort of poo-poo it. Just latches onto the stuff that he could have had epilepsy or mental health problem or whatever. And they disregard everything else that they can't fit into a scientific little box. And then they'll just disregard everything else because they're narrow-minded. Yeah, that's Because I say you've got to take that into account and say, yeah, okay, that could be that and it could be this. But also what about X, Y, and Z over there that you've ignored and disregarded? That doesn't stack up and fit this profile <clears> either. Yeah, why did the dinosaur move itself? Yeah. Why did the chair like, oh, move itself? I'm not... But they're saying it did. What made the noise in the attic? Exactly. What made him growl? Yeah. There's yeah. a group okay. of people here saying it did it happen. So you'd say it didn't, but that, that, and that did. Just got to fix your argument. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of That's like. Fine. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, Ed Warren also told the Washington Post right away, I knew there's something to this. I felt like a good fisherman when he knows there's something on the line. He added that he thought there were 43 demons inside the boy, and David named them all, apparently. Doesn't want to say what they all were but apparently thought they were 43 how he knows they're 43 I do not know and then he wanted to explain that he named him right <clears throat> well yeah it's different between a, this 11 year old kid just saying 43 names whether... well no I think there are like famous names that's like um, I can't remember I don't remember saying but there are some that are like famous and in some of the films even the Conjuring films I can't remember which one it is the mum mentioned one of it at the end but there are some like in, even the Bible thing is listed I'm not, I'm not really sure but there are definitely demonic names that are like known um, but also in the 80s especially in where, else, where in America was this it was like a small it was called um, I guess it's sort of fairly remote there's not been a murder for 130 years up until 1980 Connecticut it's in Connecticut so I don't know if that's a particularly religious state or not but it's not beyond the realms of, of like possibility that, that kid just is very religious and goes to church and Happens to know all this stuff. Yeah. He would know passages. He would know names of... Is he able to wrap up right off 41 names off the top of his head? Probably not. I couldn't do that. Neither could ask me. I think I was talking like, now. Even just normal names. I yeah. think right now. If I said name me 40 people from my year at school, you'd be like, shit, I can't. I can probably do 10, 15, 20 tops. Name 20 people right now. Give me 10 male names. Shit. Go. Matt, Joe, Henry, Stephen, Bradley... Carl, Charlie, Nick. You're thinking at school, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's nine. I thought that was a question. Is that just anyone? Is just names? Oh, well, then that's easy. I can do that. Go on, then. Well, he said he said 43, so just to prove this 11-year-old kid, right? Well, not going to do... F- no, but I'm saying if it's going to be specific... Okay, name 43 characters from the Star Wars films. You couldn't do it. That's kind of Darth, Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, the little... 
metal things, the little right, upside down things. Chewbacca. Uh, finished. Right, so you can't do it. So how is this 11-year-old kid going to rattle off 41 names from the Bible? Like, it's not... I, come on. Okay, I'll give you that. Fair enough. Okay. So this is where it all started going wrong for Arnie Johnson, okay? So his missus, 11-year-old brother, is having all these sort of issues, being possessed, that sort of stuff. So Arnie Johnson, the murderer, stayed with the family to help. So when he was having fits and these things, Arnie Johnson would hold the kid down, hold David down. Mm-hmm. And because he was well integrated with the family. Obviously, being their in-law, he wanted to help out. He's a nice bloke, don't forget. Yep. No record. He's pluck out of the job, that sort of stuff. Um, but it all went on from the night terrors. Also, began to seep into the daytime as well. So it wasn't just in the nighttime he was seeing the old man. It was all throughout the day. Um. Stand by. Lost some bit on here now. That's my fault for making you rattle up to the top to find Connecticut. Yeah, I know. I was lost it now. <laughs> I was on a what? It was on a roll. It was on a bloody roll. Do you want me to pause it? No, no. It's all right. I got it. So, Hold on. for a few months, so, well, for about six, seven months, he was staying around the family's house. He didn't go out to his own rental house. He was going to try and do it up. He stayed with the family, okay? Mm-hmm. But by October 1980... Johnson started taunting the demonic presence, telling it to stop bothering his fiancée's brother, saying, take me on, leave my little buddy alone, he cried. Mm-hmm. This, Ed Warren said, was a massive mistake. You should never taunt anything. So if I was possessed and you started saying, come on, fucking take me on, leave him alone, take me. Mm-hmm. It will do in like full force, <clears throat> something that you shouldn't okay. do. And that was what Ed and Lorraine were argued in court was, at that point, the demon jumped from David to Arnie Johnson. Mm-hmm. Big, big mistake. Why are you supposed to just literally uh, just ignore their even... Yeah, help out as much as you can. Leave it, leave it to the professionals. Just don't interact. Don't talk to it. Just don't interact with it at all. Just help the physical don't, body. Exactly like. that. Don't don't feed on it. Don't acknowledge, don't acknowledge it's there. Okay. Leave that to the professionals and just keep treating whoever's possessed as their own person. Yeah. So if I was possessed, you're best off. Just treat me like Joe. Just restrain you and keep you. Don't interact with whatever it is. Yeah, keep him me in my physical and spiritual sense here. Okay. As opposed to giving whatever's taken over my body, sort of more power Uh to come through. Makes sense. Little lesson. So, bit more about Arnie Johnson. He paused it. No, I thought you had to pause it. No, no, no. (laughs) You looked at me, then went down (laughs) to pause. Um. So, like I said earlier on, it's a bit about him. As a source of income, Johnson worked for a tree surgeon, while Bono managed to kennel. Bono was the one that he killed. The two were friendly and often met up near the kennel, with Johnson even calling in sick sometimes from work to do so. So, bear in mind, Johnson worked as a tree surgeon. He'd often call in sick to help Bono do the kennel. So, they're good mates. He wanted to help him out. Okay. On February 16th, 1981, a vicious argument broke out between them. Around 6.30pm, Johnson suddenly drew out a pocket knife and aimed it at Bono. Hmm. Johnson and Debbie Glitzell decided against renting the original home and instead rented a small house near Debbie's work. Debbie was working as a dog groomer for the landlord. So again, Debbie was working for him as well. Bono, who was renamed in the movie as Bruno Souls, i.e. the conjuring that made me do it, lived in an apartment above the kennels. On the day of the murder... Johnson had taken off, had taken a day off work and spent the day with Debbie, who was 26 at the time, at the kennel. Again, helping Bono out. Along with some other companions, Debbie, Johnson and Bono had lunch at a local restaurant and enjoyed a few drinks, becoming drunk in the process. So at this point, it's weird, because I, Johnson, his landlord Bono, who he helped out with the kennels, and Johnson's fiance Debbie, all good mates, going out on the piss up all, all the time, taking time off work to go and help Bono out in the kennels so it seemed like everything was going quite well mm-hmm. and when they later returned to the kennel a heated fire broke out with Bono becoming increasingly agitated right Bono was stabbed multiple times in the chest and stomach and then was left to bleed to death police arrested Johnson an hour later and they said that the two men had simply been fired to go over Johnson's fiance Debbie I think what was it? in in the film if you remember Bono was dancing with Debbie mm-hmm 
Getting a bit too friendly, a bit too touchy. I remember he said, they said the dog kennels. I remember that being in the film. Now. I remember this bit. Yeah, and Bono obviously runs towards him. As he runs, he turns into some demon thing, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And Johnson just goes out shit and stabs him up. Stabs him up. <laughs> um, but the Warrens obviously insisted there's more to the story. And at some point prior to the murder, Johnson, as in Arnie Johnson, the murderer, had allegedly visited a well in the same area where his fiancé's brother claimed to experience his first encounter with a malicious presence. So before he started seeing old mate in the waterbed, mm-hmm. shortly before that, a few days or weeks before then, this David chap went to went wandering, saw a well, looked into the well, and he saw this demon. Okay. Ed and Lorraine told Arnie Johnson not to go near the well, but he did. So between going near the well where David first saw the demon and said to the demon, take me, not him, mm-hmm. that ain't helped much either. No. Um. Johnson later claimed that he saw a demon hiding within the well who possessed him until after the murder. Though authorities investigated the Warrens' claims of a haunting, they stuck with the original story that Bono was simply killed during an altercation with Johnson over his fiancée. So his attorney was called Martin Minella. She tried their best to enter a plea of not guilty by reason of demonic possession. He even explained, he even planned to sub Subpoena. Subpoena. <laughs> I should know that. Subpoena. Subpoena the priest who allegedly, who allegedly attended the exorcisms, urging them to break tradition by, see, by speaking about their controversial rights. Okay. So they tried to get the priest on board, but obviously they're not going to talk about it and go to court. No. They don't do it as part of their job. Not yeah. happening. Over the course of the trial, Manella, so... Johnson's attorney and the Warrens were routinely mocked by their peers who saw them as profiteers of tragedy. They have an excellent vaudeville act, a good roadshow, said mentalist George Kresk. It's just that in this case, it involves more clinical psychologists than it does them. How are we doing for time out of interest? Fine, 42 minutes. Perfect. Um, the collaboration of four priests during the three exorcisms was never confirmed, but the I just how do you pronounce this? It's D I O C E S E. Diocese? Oh, show me. No, we're there. I can never say it. Diocese, yeah. Diocese, what's that? Um, so it's religious, isn't it? Religious people. Okay. Of Bridgeport, knowledge that priests worked on helping David Glazelle during a difficult time. So they actually said, yeah, they did help him, but they didn't go into too much detail about what they'd done to help him. No one from the church has said one way or the other. What was involved, said Reverend Nicholas B. Gresho, a diocese spokesman, and we all declined to say. But Johnson's lawyers were permitted to examine Bonham's clothing. The lack of any blood, rips or tears, they argued, could help support the claim of demonic involvement. However, no one in the court was convinced. So Johnson's legal team opted for a self-defence plea. Ultimately, Johnson was convicted of first-degree manslaughter on November 24th, 1981, and sentenced up to uh, between 10 and 20 years in prison. He only served about five years. Okay. Then he got out. That's not a lot, is it? No. So he served five years. He was then released in 1986. He married his fiance while he was still behind bars. And as of the time of they wrote this, 2014, they were still together. I think I read more recently that she's died. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Um, he got off pretty lightly, to be honest. Or well, maybe they did, perhaps, buy into this more. I think manslaughter, you get less of a sentence than just for, like, premeditated murder. But even so, five years seems a little bit light. Well, yeah, they're sort of saying that they've had, they've had a five, had a argy-bargy. Bono's gone for him, he stabbed him. It's not premeditated, is it? It's just a reaction. But, I mean, they're that close. And they're going out as, like, a trio all the time. You'd imagine that Bono and the girlfriend would have had loads of times that would have been... I'm a cuddle, I've chat, I've a laugh, and he would be there and wouldn't have an issue with that. So mm. it's about the dancing in a kennel. Yeah. Like, would it really trigger him that badly? He's going to go and kill him. Exactly that. In the middle of the day. And that is the story of the conjuring. The devil made me do Interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah. So What's your take on I know you're going to say you're proving it's a bullshit, aren't you? I mean, I'm always dubious, especially when it's someone as famous as Ed and Lorraine Warren. I'm more likely to believe stuff, I think, when it's coming from people like Tracy that we interviewed. Yeah. So, my take is, 
Then Tracy went out and got a book deal because of her stories. I heard of our podcast episode, episode 10, guys. We can go back and listen to it. And like to watch episode 10, yeah. And then they like they like that. And after a book deal, five books for under grand. She said, yeah, I'll do that. And she goes and does it to make her less credible because she's done that, which is essentially what Ed and Ray Moran did. Yeah, I suppose. Maybe I should go and see Tracy for reading. I know, I keep thinking about this. I went for a tarot card reading on the weekend. Oh, oh no, a week ago. Last weekend. Go on. That was good. It's very specific, which is weird for a tarot card because it's quite vague. What is that? More about like make about what I like property and making money and stuff. And they said about you've been doing it for years. I said, Yep. And they said you're gonna branch out on your own now and do it on your own. I was like, Okay. I didn't say anything to them. They said you need to have more faith in your own convictions, your own decision making when it comes to doing things that property and when to sell, what to buy, how to do it. Yeah. I was like, Okay, I didn't say anything to them at all. Yeah. Nothing about, I'm not, at the point at that point I'd even deleted my social media accounts for about two weeks, I wanted to break. I was like, hmm. Which That's is so it, weird. It? It's so spot on. And something, all the things I do, like even decision making, I'm very like, much second guess myself and wasn't sure if I should continue because now I'm on my own doing it. It's a bit scarier. And they literally clocked it all, which is weird because tarot cards usually are very like kind of vague. It's vague and it's like you'll be successful in love, you'll be yeah. successful in business and work. And oh, you'll Money will find you. Yeah, it's not that, that specific. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is fucking weird, man. Because it was very like, spot on. And it said about. Where was this? In Folkestone. Okay. And then it said about, um, so it went on two paths, the money and the business and career path. And then it went down like a romantic path. And it said, you're going to have a blast in the past. It's going to come back and you're going to rekindle. Like, Who's something. that going to be? Well, the next day, I didn't know. The next day I had a, a date with someone that I knew from 15 years before. Oh, bloody hell. They didn't know that. And that was the next day. That's weird, didn't it? To be fair. Fucking weird. I can't explain that away. No, that was but... weird. And they knew nothing about any of this. I, I don't know. I didn't have social media. None of that would be on social media anyway. So I didn't know. No one. It was just weird. That. I'd see, I had tarot cards, but Tracy, that's the kind of stuff I would normally go for because it's more specific. Okay. So, I'd, yeah, we should consider it. Also, what we should probably do is I, I saw a thing on TikTok today is that I wanted it's a prison, which now turns to a hotel, and it's the most important hotel in the UK. Where's that? Um, I can't remember. I could find out. It's in the Midlands somewhere. And um, you can go there and stay there for the night. And you stay in the old oh, cells okay. and that. And each cell has got a plaque with who was like, not lived, but who was detained in that cell for how many years and what the crime was and everything else. All people got hung there on site. And Jesus. then between 9pm and 3am, you do a ghost exper- hunt experiment thing in the prison. It's a really bougie hotel, like really fancy, but you do like a ghost hunting experience for six hours between 9pm, 3am. Okay. And just go back to your rooms and sleep and go up the next day and go home. That sounds it good. It looks so good. I'm keen for that. We should do a podcast recording there then. Honestly, can you imagine? It looks so good. What's your video of it? I've got a little GoPro at home. We could do like a video, a video blog, a oh, video blog. Imagine, call it, vid I love blog. that. Well, I watched it. It's the last video I watched on TikTok. I'll send you the, do you have TikTok? Uh... I watch TikToks. I'll send you got an account or not. I'll send you. So I'll, I'll screen record it and send you it. If you yeah, it, and then you can see it because it looks really good. I'll be keen for that. That'd be decent. Yeah. But yeah, that's the case. I think. I think he was possessed, and yeah. Well, something's obviously gone on and gone down because that's not the most natural route to go down to try and plead that as your argument against killing somebody. No. Yeah. And there's other ways you could have gone. And I think a lot of the things okay some of it could be explained away by mental health like we said earlier I don't want to rehash the same stuff but essentially you can't ignore the bits that don't fit your argument yeah if it was only the stuff like the fitting and the weird noises whatever then yeah like there was the Enfield Haunting was oh, towards the end it wasn't it was more but to the beginning it was very sort of simple stuff which it was, was levitating that sort of crap wasn't it which all pictures of it which essentially was them looked like they're jumping out of bed yeah yeah. like floating horizontally sort of like leaping like out of bed if I was to jump on your bed now and just I could Jump onto your bed, like, of, lay flat in the air and look like levitating. Yeah. Not difficult to say. So there's things it? like that you can really disprove. But things, if someone's saying, oh, we saw this move or that happened or whatever, I don't know. I feel like it's pretty something in it. Ed and Ray Moran got involved and they didn't take on every single case they were written to about because they didn't have the time. So they obviously had enough to go on to think, oh, this is a legit good use of our time. We're going to go. Yeah. Because they did believe in what they did. And the fact that they went on trial and got ridiculed and mocked in front of everybody. Still to defend this little kid and still went in every single day and did that off their own bat they didn't have to do that case and do that like so they must have really believed what they said to be true yeah why, was you, why would you do it you, who's going to want to open themselves up to ridicule and, and be taking the piss out of 
by everyone. Especially they're that famous as well and making a lot of money. They're essentially going to do themselves in, aren't they? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe fame got the better of him. They thought it was a big case and there's a few headlines for him. Who knows? I don't know what the, what the motive was behind it, but clearly there's something to it. I think we should end by saying thank you again to Amanda and <laughs> what was it, the other person's name? Lorweska. Yeah, show me the name so I can pronounce it. As you've proved on this episode, some words you have trouble pronouncing. And it is Losaka. Losaka. Yeah. Losaka and Amanda. Thank you both very, very much for your kind reviews. If you listen to the lengthy minute of this podcast this episode and if you'd like to leave an episode um, review please do absolutely whatever you listen to your podcast even audible who knew I didn't know until I just googled it and if we don't read it out please feel free to email us and say you left one because we have real trouble tracking down the reviews there's so many places people listen to this podcast it's like when I upload it it goes to so many different platforms like I don't check each one no the email's probably better as well because it'll come straight to our Personal phones as well. Yeah. So we can see it. So if you email now, obviously you're not listening to this live, but we're getting well, Especially to our non-UK listeners, because we can't see them reviews, period. Like, or on Apple, we can't anyway. Yeah. We can't see anything apart from UK reviews, which is kind of stupid. And it's very, very hard or expensive to fi- start up to sites to give you access to find out. Yeah. So if any of our American listeners can see if there's any and send us a screenshot on email or wanna, if you want to review us in future, you can do that. But also thank you very much to our subscribers as well who kindly... Um, Done it every month to the oh, yeah. show. Thank you very much. We really appreciate that, and it helps us to cover costs. And we really appreciate your support. Thank you very much. And thank you also for this month still doing that because we've not put an episode out for three weeks. I know, and you still supported us. That's really nice of you. So thank you very much. So they bloody should. They've got forty odd episodes of free decent content. <laughs> How much have they learned in that forty odd weeks we've done it for? <laughs> thank you, paying us more. No I'm joking. Thank oh, you very much. We really appreciate you all. Thank, thank you, you very, very much, much indeed. Have a good week, guys. To our.